Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show is coming up right next. The following audio is via a Skype call. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. All right, everybody. You know, you guys have heard us talk about what we're planning to do with our network. And many of you have said, why do you want to go from one channel to 10? You know, what is the vision in that? Is there something that you have up your sleeve that we don't know about? And so today, listen, here's the chat, gaining a critical edge over the competition. What does that really mean? Uh, So this is a conversation where we bring in an expert to talk about this and why you have to look at teaming up, why collaboration is the thing that you do. In all of the above, what can we say? But I'm not going to say it. You know, Michelle Bookoff-Bedeck is joining us here today, Global Head of Business Solutions for Marketing for the Watson Content and Bloaty Platform Group, which includes what? Yes, the weather company. Why is this important? Why do we need to look at the critical edge And just when you think you're comfortable in what you're doing, the world changes around you. Michelle, it's great to have you. Thank you so much, Dr. Pat. It is a pleasure to be here. And I'm excited to talk about the weather. I'm excited to talk about the weather, too, because I got to tell you that, you know, one of the things that we know about weather living in the Pacific Northwest here is that there's one thing you can count on here, and that is the weather changing on a regular basis. Um, But more importantly, you know, there is something that happens when a company or a group or a brand teams up with another. And I cannot say enough about that. But I think you can, can't you? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So the weather company, we're part of IBM and we're the world's largest weather enterprise. And we help millions of people and thousands of businesses make better decisions and take action in the face of weather. It's, you know, it's a daily habit. It's pervasive, and, and there's probably nothing more pervasive in our lives than weather. Um, our Weather Channel app, if you have it on your mobile phone, um, it's the first thing that people look at in the morning, and it's the yeah. last thing they check before going to bed. You know, they'll go online to weather.com to see how the weather might impact traffic during the evening commute. These are all of the things, the behaviors and habits that we have as people. But believe it or not, weather is equally as critical to business. And so we're super excited to be partnering with a number of businesses across a number of industries. But most recently, and the one that that I'm I'm here to talk about is Aston Martin Red Bull Racing. There is no sport like uh, that is is more dependent on weather than motorsports, and particularly Formula One, because it is so data-driven. I mean, these guys are doing precision manufacturing, aerodynamic calibration, tire selection, all of these decisions that they have to make um, 
weather is a contributing factor. And I think that's really exciting because it's helping them not only with, you know, understanding what the weather might be, but then how are they going to make adjustments to the the car development, to the car setup, as well as plan their race strategy? Well, I mean, I want people to know that when we're talking about the weather company, I want to send them to the website if we could for a minute. Um, So everybody go to theweathercompany.com. When you go to theweathercompany.com, you're going to hear, you're going to get there and you're going to see a couple of brands there. Uh, One of the brands you're going to see there is one that I talk about a lot on air. Uh, Because in my spare time, I'm not a regular TV watcher. I love some of the stuff on the Weather Channel. (laughs) <laughs> and I'm sorry. I'm sorry because people don't. I love like, it. I, they don't get that it's not what happens on in these venues is so much more than looking at what's the temperature outside. So let's talk about that. How we That's talk right. about weather has changed, and for the reasons you just stated, it it absolutely has. You know, we're combining a lot of science and a lot of technology to deliver the most accurate and precise forecast. And so now businesses can do so much more with it. So let me give you a perfect example. Yeah. You, you said it. It's not just about precipitation. Um, when it comes to car performance, you guys are looking at atmospheric pressure, likely temperature, wind direction, wind speed. All of these are crucial because here's a really interesting fact. A two-degree rise in ambient temperature can throw off the entire balance of a car and might necessitate a last-minute or real-time change to the design or setup of the car itself. These, um, these machines are amazing in what they can do. And so having all of this data available to them in a way that they can see it, right? So a dashboard that gives them real insight into what's happening is absolutely critical. And those race directors have this data now and they can use it to gain a competitive advantage in the Formula One circuit. Yeah, I come from a family of mechanics. So my dad was a mechanic. Uh, my dad actually <laughs> my dad actually built the first trike, really motorcycle with three wheels, one of the first in the country. My uncle wow. was in uh, my uncle was the the lead in a pit. Uh, and so we're talking about NASCAR. So I get it. But there you go. This is about looking at what this means. Now, here we are in the Pacific right. Northwest, and I will tell you this, that we need to know about forecasts, just like these supercars do. Mm-hmm. But people all over the world mm-hmm. now look at what is it going to be like when I get on the road and I go take this three-hour trip or this two-hour trip or this 20-minute okay. trip. Because now the, there is a le- level of precision that I would like for you to talk about a little bit more and talk about the matchup with IBM. Isn't that about precision? Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I might geek out just a little bit yeah, here. Go ahead. This is what this is exactly. Yeah, this is exactly what you're talking about. So the keys to harnessing weather are number one, accuracy, right? Having the most accurate forecast, and believe it or not, the single best model in the world won't produce the best forecast. It is the blend of the outputs of 162 weather models that delivers the most accurate forecast for where and when you are, and that's weighted. And so, so number one, you've got to be able to have that, that level of science and technology available. But you talked about precision, which yeah. is so critical because weather is hyperlocal. It differs on a neighborhood-by-neighborhood neighborhood basis, and we can see massive temperature differentials within just a few kilometers. 
So as a company, we're forecasting for 2.2 billion with a B locations on this planet, updating it every 15 minutes at a half a kilometer resolution. And we're sending out, responding to 50 billion requests for weather information every day. And this is where IBM comes in because to be able to process and power this level of data, which is incredibly challenging, it's, 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 it's a voluminous and, and, and often challenging data set, you've got to have the most sophisticated analytical engines on the planet. And that's, that's IBM. Yeah, it is IBM. And, you know, part of this, too, is looking at the level of precision that we are referring to. These race cars um, mm -hmm. are so sophisticated now. You know, and we're talking about mm -hmm. beyond motorsports, you know, there are thousands of businesses that are relying on IBM and the weather company sure. to get them a level of accuracy that sometimes is even beyond reasonable. Yeah, you know, it, it's really interesting. Weather, weather impacts every sector of the economy. I would, I would argue that there isn't a business on the planet that isn't impacted by weather. Single largest external swing factor in business performance, accountable for half a trillion dollars in economic impact in the U.S. alone every single year. And so there are businesses out there that rely on accurate, precise weather data. Commercial airlines, right? They need to understand what the weather risk is going to be to their operations so that they can make better decisions about delays and diversions, predicting airport congestion and capacity, right? And, and all of that's going to help them return to normal operations, especially when here on the East Coast, we're dealing with pop-up storms. Um, but also, you've got to look at, at other industries like utilities, whether it's the cause of 58% of all power outages. And we know that when you can make decisions before storm hits, when you can put crews in place 12 hours sooner, you're actually going to see a 45% faster recovery. So when we can predict the number, location, and timing of outages the weather is expected to produce, we can help utilities know where and when to put their crews and when to call for outside help and get those lights on faster. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, let me ask you this. I know our time is really short here. Sure. Um, first of all, I want to make sure people know where to go. So I'm sending everybody to www.theweathercompany.com. Um, and once they go there, there's plenty of information. They can also look at the app. Let's talk about the app for a minute. Um, because I think that sure. right now we live in a world of apps. And so, you know, let's talk about, you know, what happens when people come to the site? Is this the best place for them to download the app or any of the above? Right. So, so you know, if you've, if you've got a smartphone out there, you can go to your app store and download the Weather Channel app. It's the mm -hmm. world's most downloaded. We're serving 250 million consumers monthly. Or you can go to weather.com, which is our web property. Um, but most importantly, what people need to recognize is that they're getting that same weather, that same level of weather, the accuracy and precision that we're providing to mission-critical applications in business around the world. And so, you know, go get the app if you don't have it. Because like you said, weather is, is it's pervasive and, and whether we're talking about deciding what to put, you know, whether or not to send your child to school with an umbrella, or you need to make a decision about whether to go down and hunker in the basement because um, there's severe uh, thunderstorms yeah. in the area that could um, spawn a tornado. You want to make sure that that weather you're getting and the alerts that are coming with it 
are giving you the best guidance. Yeah, because, you know, one of the things we do know is this, uh, the complexity, but also the nature of weather is changing. We're getting tornadoes in places where we didn't before. You know, we're getting hail in places where we didn't before. We're getting hurricanes in places where we didn't before. And this is the way to get plugged in, not just in what's going to happen tomorrow, but the way the Weather Channel covers this is you can see patterns that are on their way and coming. Um, What do you see? uh, Last question. I know you got to run. I would like to ask you the vision of this, like the future of this. I know where we are right now with this. I know that this is growing yeah. leaps and bounds. Smartphones have made it. But can you talk about the vision of this? Because I don't know how it gets any better than some of the coverage on the Weather Channel, to be honest with you. <laughs> well, you know, I, th- I think that I think there's always, always, always going to be improvements in weather forecasting technology. But I will say that the forecast only can go so far. What people need to do is trust that forecast and make the best possible decisions when they get that information, right? So mm. making the information available to people and then giving them the confidence to make decisions is what really we're all about. Because, you know, there, there as you said, there are a lot of, of really um, uh, severe weather patterns that we're experiencing. And we want to make sure that people understand the severity and, and, and take action in the face of weather, mm-hmm. just as we do for business. Well, you know, I, my family uh, pretty much lost everything when Andrew hit Florida. Oh, and the fact that they didn't I lose their lives. I am so sorry. Life, yeah, but the fact that they didn't lose their lives is because even back then we had such predictable nature of things. But today we now live mm-hmm. with the precision that you're talking about in a world where lives That's don't right. have to be lost. And I think that too is a bottom line for things. Absolutely. Absolutely. I couldn't agree with you more. Michelle, one last question. Personal message. What do you want to leave us with today? And thank you so much for taking this out there. You know, I think that um, if there's one thing I would I would leave you with, it's that weather touches every life every day. And um, the decisions that we make based on the weather can actually impact and, and save lives. So um, I'm just thrilled to be able to work for an organization that allows me to, 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 to work on my passion, the thing that I care so much about, but also um, to work in a business where we're able to, to take weather to the next level. Okay. I, I lied. I have one last question. Do they let you sure. in this function? Okay. So do they let you in this function? Do they actually let you in the race car? Do you actually get a couple of free rides? Come on. So I can negotiate yet. that. For, I can negotiate but. that for you. Yeah. <laughs> we got to see. Well, let's the let's do that. I'm waiting. Get in the car. <laughs> Come on. I've even been in the car. I would love that. Get in one of those cars and let's get a picture of you. <laughs> I would thank love you. that. Thank you so much for all that you're doing. Thank you okay. so much, Dr. Pat. All right, everybody. Oh. And listen, everybody, listen, we we're gonna wait for a picture of this. All right. So I our listeners are the best, and I'll tell you, they're gonna bug me until we get a picture of you in the car. That's it. Sounds good. All right, let's take a short break, everybody. <laughs> we'll be right back. <laughs>
Conscious Confidence Radio, a timeless wisdom with Sarah Main. Tune in each month on Transformation Talk Radio and join Sarah on an adventurous journey to the deeper level of meaning to move beyond today's world of constant change, confusion, and uncertainty beyond the shadow of fear. This hit show explores key concepts such as confidence, values, and attitude in a dynamic way. To learn more about Sarah and her work, visit sarahmain.com. Stay juicy. Tune in to Your Juicy Love with me, Una Drake, co-hosting monthly with Dr. Pat, and every second Monday at 12 p.m. on Transformation Talk Radio. My show, Your Juicy Love, helps you find the dynamic, life-affirming love you've always wanted. Transform your relationships and bring peace, joy, and juicy, juicy love to planet Earth. For more information, visit unadrake.com. Are you done being afraid to jump into the life that's waiting for you? Are you ready for a real shift? I invite you to tune in every Tuesday with me, Tracy L, on The Tracy L. Clark Show, where we will teach you how to live your extraordinary life at 8 a.m. Pacific on Transformation Talk Radio, where I will provide the tools and the steps needed to help you transcend perceived limitations and move forward with an extraordinary life. For more information, visit me at tracylclark.com. Golden Otter Divinations Radio, where the metaphysical meets the mainstream with Autumn Seibel. Tune in the first Friday every month at 9 a.m. Pacific as Autumn, educator, health coach, and medium, explores metaphysical and mainstream strategies on how to elevate your level of conscious living. Draw in the abundance that is yours by divine right. For more information about working with Autumn, visit goldenotter.us. That's golden like the precious metal and otter like the precious animal.us. Did you know that all of the shows on the Transformation Radio Network are available as podcasts to stream or download? Really? Check us out. Go to transformationradio.fm. We have business shows, spiritual shows, energy healing shows, and pretty much everything in between. Something for everyone guaranteed to inspire, educate, and transform. We are transforming the world one listener at a time. Finding success and putting minds to work. With the Higher Learners Career and Leadership Series, Rudy Racine will help you craft your personal definition of success, offering support and guidance as you move forward towards your goals. Take the leap. With the right mix of focus and motivation, anything can be achieved. Tune in every first and third Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific, 3 Eastern. And for more information on Rudy Racine and Higher Learners, visit Rudy's site at higherlearners.com. That's H-I-R-E learners.com. Hey, everybody, listen, I know a lot of you are really thinking about, well, wait a minute, we hear there's going to be a new Medicare card. Well, how do I get it? Where is it coming from? Do I have to apply? What's going to happen? What's the color of the envelope? Any and all of those questions. Well, guess what? We have got the answers to that and more. Raymond Hurd is joining us here today, Regional Administrator for the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services. Yep, CMS. And today, Ray and I are going to talk about what do you have to do, what are the new cards, how are they getting to you, and what you should be on the lookout for. Ray, thank you for joining me here today. I mean, I, and I'm really quite familiar with this, and you're absolutely right. 
people don't know what to look for. A lot of folks didn't even know to look for something, and I'm sure you've heard this a lot, right? <laughs> well, I'm happy to be here, and yes, um, I, we need to educate people because they're going to be getting the new cards in the mail, and they need to know it's, it's from Medicare. So, first question, uh, and this question actually came up yesterday because I actually got a call from a family member, and they were asking this question. They say, listen, you do the radio. You should know all this. I said, ask me after tomorrow. <laughs> but the question is, uh, is it? Th- this is really the question they're asking. What kind of envelope is it going to come in? How am I going to know it is the card versus my regular bills that I get? And, th- and, you know, honestly, I never thought about questions like this. Well, it's just a standard business envelope. And then when you open it up, you'll see the new red, white, and blue Medicare card on the inside. Mm. Awesome. So what did people have to do to get the card? Nothing. That's the important point to make because (laughs) there are other people out there who will try and convince you you need to do something like spend money or provide your personal information. Don't do that. Hang up on those people. We already know where you live and and what your information is. So the card's just going to arrive at at your house in in the address that you have on file with the Social Security Administration. I think that's an important part because one of the things that's happening, and I know it's happening to me a lot now, is somehow they get your cell phone number, who knows how, and all of a sudden you're getting uh, call after call after call, robo-calling and all of the above. And so this message about getting the card uh, automatically is a super important one. Um, Let me ask you this other question. Once I get my card, okay, then what? Well, I think it's important that you thoroughly destroy your old card to get rid of that card that has your Social Security number on it because... And the reason we're doing new cards is to protect beneficiaries' identification, and so we're removing the Social Security number. So that first step is drop that card in the shredder and get rid of it so you don't have anything laying around with your Social Security number. And then take your new card to your doctor's office on your next visit, and they will be asking you for your new number anyways, and you can present your card at that time. Um, A lot of the questions that come up about this have to do with supplemental insurance. Um, and this has really been an important question. For those people that have supplemental insurance, whether it's through AARP or some other place, are they needing to then also inform those organizations, or does do things like that happen automatically? No, that'll be taken care of automatically. So if you have a okay. Medicare Advantage plan or a prescription drug plan or some other supplemental yeah. insurance We've already shared your new number with them, so you don't have to. The only thing you have to do is just present your card at the doctor's office the next time you go. You know, I think this has become uh, quite a mystery for people. Um, And most of the time, people are like, I don't want to sit here and, like, try to sit here and figure out, is it coming, is it coming? So people are asking. Uh, Ray, they're asking, okay, is there, like, a way to track this? How can I find out if my card has been shipped? Uh, so that I can keep my eye on the mail. Is there a way to do that? So in in this area, in Providence area, in Rhode Island and Massachusetts mm-hmm. and the New England states, the card started mailing about a week ago, and you should mm-hmm. receive your new card by the end of August. However, you can always go to Medicare.gov and look for information on the mailing waves to see when the cards are coming to your area. Um, so let me ask you this question. Um, a lot of um, uh, concern about why do this, why do this, why do this now. 
So I'd like to really explore with you what you all have seen that has become at risk for people. Because I think folks don't know what they don't know. And certainly with the new card, they don't want to put themselves at risk either. Oh, absolutely. And, and really, it's, it's to protect beneficiaries from identity theft and fraud. The, the current cards are based on a Social Security number. So you're carrying around your Social Security number on your Medicare card. And we are trying to protect beneficiaries by removing that number and giving them a new number. So giant fear does the new card mean I'm losing benefits? No, I get that question a lot. No, the Medicare <laughs> benefits are staying the same. This is just a new identification number to help protect you and your identity. Um, I want to make sure before we you know, run out of time here, I want to make sure that folks know what is the best place to go to find out more about this? Because clearly um, these are short interviews, so folks might have more questions. So you can always start by calling 1-800-MEDICARE and talking to a customer service representative about any questions you have about Medicare. And then, of course, there's the Medicare.gov website. And you can always sign up for a MyMedicare.gov website to track your own personal information. Um, you, you know, the question I think that comes up a lot is, what have you all seen in terms of uh, high-risk situations for really innocent people that are not really aware that things like identity theft and so forth are out there. Um, we just don't think about Medicare as fitting in the same categories as credit cards, for example, or driver's license. But obviously, you all wouldn't be doing this if you haven't seen something. Well, again, part of it is to protect against identity theft from individuals because of the Social Security number. But let's take this a mm -hmm. step farther. You're going to get a new number that's 11 digits long. You still should protect that number because there are individuals out there who, if they get a hold of Medicare numbers, they will bill the Medicare system for services that are never provided and defraud mm. the Medicare system. Mm. You know, what if you've discovered some of the tips are? that could give people a great preventative toolkit here, Ray? Well, for prevention of fraud, I think the most important thing is that you actually look at your explanation of benefits when you get them to, to see that what you're being billed for is something that your doctor actually provided. And if you start seeing bills for services at doctor's offices that never happened, it's an indication that someone is using your Medicare number to fraudulently bill the system. Mm-hmm. Well, we certainly live in an interesting digital world uh, today, don't we? We do. Um, I want to ask you this last question. Um, as you kind of venture out doing these interviews, talking to different people, are you finding a trend or a pattern that our listeners should be aware of? Um, no, not necessarily. There have been several reports across the country of um, people contacting Medicare beneficiaries, asking them for money or asking them to verify their information so that they can receive their new card. The important thing to remember is the new card's coming in the mail and it's free. So if somebody's asking you those questions, they're trying mm. to scam you and you need to hang up on them. Yeah, and also through email. Don't reply back to the emails. No, That's we're very, not sending any emails thing. on this. No, 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 exactly. Right. Right. And see, people don't know that. I mean, they don't know that, you know, when we're talking about things like this and talking about government things in general, 
governments that they, you know, honestly, they don't really send you an email saying, call us right away and give us your information. They have your information. That's correct. We don't, and we don't send random emails at all. Right. Um, Well, first of all, thank you for doing this today. I want to ask you for how the website, how people can find out more. And then I want to ask you what your personal message is and what you'd like to leave us with today, Ray. Thank you for this information. Well, it's a pleasure. I thank you for having me. Again, you can always call 1-800-MEDICARE and talk to an individual, or you can go to the website, medicare.gov, for more information. And as far as a personal message goes, it's just that the new card is coming. It doesn't change anything except to provide more protection for you. Awesome, Ray. Thank you. Ray Hurd, everybody. This is the Deputy Consortium Administrator for Consortium of Health Plans Operation and Regional Administrator for Boston, New York Regional Offices. And as he said before, those of y'all on the East Coast, East Coast buddies out there, uh, be on the lookout. Thanks, Ray. Have a great day. Thank you. You too. All right, everybody. We're going to take a short break. We'll be right back. A word of caution, if you prefer the status quo and you are not interested in improving every aspect of your life, this book will trigger the shift out of you. The Truth is Funny, Shift Happens is available now. Author Colette Steffen brings the powerful knowledge and life-changing energy and empowerment from the radio airwaves to the pages of her new book. To get your copy in paperback or ebook, visit thetruthisfunny.com today. If you're dealing with fear and anxiety, you've probably noticed that the more you fight these emotions, the stronger they seem to get. Dr. Friedemann Schaub, the author of The Fear and Anxiety Solution, explains that instead of suppressing, we need to identify and resolve the deeper, subconscious root causes of fear and anxiety. His personal breakthrough program has helped thousands worldwide to overcome their emotional challenges. To learn more, visit thefearandanxietysolution.com and schedule your free consultation with Dr. Schaub now. The Knowledge Book, currently studied in 39 countries and 15 languages around the world, accelerates our evolution, takes us out of depression, offers universal truth, protects us, and makes us stronger, both spiritually and physically. So if you are interested in The Knowledge Book, visit usa.theknowledgebook.net and tune in to The Knowledge Book Radio with Marge Potasik on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Dream on, fly high, and live adventurously on The Laura Meeks Show. Tune in each month on Transformation Talk Radio as host Laura Meeks guides you in finding your unique gifts and bringing them to life. As a certified life coach, speaker, and veteran bomber pilot for the U.S. Air Force, Laura knows how to follow a dream. She is ready to support you so you can dream on, fly high, and live adventurously. For more information on Laura and her work, Visit flyhighliving.com. Are you stuck in unhealthy habits, toxic relationships, or low self-esteem? Do you crave a life of inspiration, love, self-acceptance, and fun? Sounds like you're on the verge, on the verge to your next big thing. Join Laura Richer, host of On The Verge Radio, helping you use your breakdown for a breakthrough, overcome life's greatest challenges, and live the life you want and deserve. Tune in each month on Transformation Talk Radio or visit seattlehealinghypnosis.com for more information.
Are you done being afraid to jump into the life that's waiting for you? Are you ready for a real shift? I invite you to tune in every Tuesday with me, Tracy L, on the Tracy L Clark Show, where we will teach you how to live your extraordinary life. At 8 a.m. Pacific on Transformation Talk Radio, where I will provide the tools and the steps needed to help you transcend perceived limitations and move forward with an extraordinary life. For more information, visit me at tracylclark.com. Hey, everybody. Uh, Listen, this is part of our good news segment, and this is actually good news. I want to tell you that as a kid, I grew up with, you know, what most people would call the dreaded acne. And what that meant for me growing up was absolutely horrific. I've often thought about what it would be like for me to be a teenager as I grew up with acne in today's world. But I don't have to talk about that because Ann Flenner, award-winning school counselor, Florida Counseling Association, past president, joining us here today to talk about these struggles. Uh, and wow, I, I thought back to my teen years and I knew what that was like. I cannot even imagine what it's like for today's adolescents. Yeah, thanks, Dr. Pat. Yeah, uh, thanks for having me because it is so, it's a tough situation for our kids. And, you know, we've known for a long time that Mm -hmm. acne can impact the teen's self-esteem, their social life, their family relationships, their academics. But what we didn't know is how social media has impacted them. And there was just a survey uh, commissioned by Cutanea Life Science and really the first of its kind to delve into how the rise of social media impacts our teens. And with all of them engaging in some sort of social media, either Snapchat or Instagram, Facebook, it's really important for us to be aware of how their self-esteem is impacted by this form of communication that is all over the place. Well, you know, let me ask you about this. I'm curious about, I think everybody's got a passion and a purpose if they're talking with me and then they're talking with thousands of listeners. And what is it about what you've seen in your role and the role you had in schools, what have you seen that has cut right to the chase and got to your heart on this? Absolutely. I'm a school counselor, and so I do it because I love our kids. And not only am I there for the academics, but to me, more importantly, I'm there for their social and emotional well-being. And, you know, our kids, they don't always ask for help when they need it or tell us when they're struggling. So school counselors across the U.S., our job is really to to make sure those kids are feeling supported. And, you know, what I found in the survey is what I see every day. It said and it showed that 51% of our teens stated social media makes having acne harder. And the one that really hurt my heart is that over a quarter of those teens who were surveyed said they were anxious or dreading going back to school this upcoming school year. School's hard enough for kids, much less having to worry about their appearance and social media on top of everything else. One of the things we were talking about that is so important for us to recap is the world has changed. And I was saying to you that growing up, uh, it was hard for me. I had acne. Growing up was hard. I am just shocked by what's happening in the world today for these kids that are growing up with this uh, condition and what it's like for them a day in the world of an amazing teen that just happens to have acne and who happens to want to be on social media. Absolutely. Remember when we were kids, when that bell rang to end the day, we could go home where we could feel safe and protected and we didn't have to deal with it. And now our kids in this 24-7 world 
it literally is 24-7. They are constantly bombarded um, by other people and their opinions and all that good stuff. So, you know, for parents, it's, it's just to be aware of some of the warning signs um, for our students. So, you know, for example, a kid who used to take 20 selfies and all of a sudden now they are totally shying away from being photographed. That could be kind of a red flag for a parent or the kids will often untag themselves from pictures. And we know our kids love to, you know, brag about where they've been, to the beach, to the movies, things like that. They'll actually delete themselves or untag them from pictures altogether. And just, you know, just to be aware, like if a, a kid becomes angry or upset about something that's posted, it's a really big flag that, you know, something's going on. Maybe they're just not feeling comfortable with this, you know, in the world today and all the pictures that are out there for them. Well, I mean, what is it that you've learned? And and what I was uh, talking with you before about is what have you learned as your role and being in front of these amazing kids 24-7? What do you see as the pain they go through? And then also, what is the solution? What do we do about this? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So what I find is that the, they want to participate in social media like everybody else, but they are spending a lot of time trying to protect mm-hmm. their image on social media. So opening up that conversation is really important. And then making sure the teens and the families know that you know acne is treatable. And so there are dermatologists out there that mm-hmm. can help them, and the medical advances are amazing. So whether it's you know what somebody perceives as just a little bit of acne or a really tough case of acne, there are treatments out there to help them. So you know, letting a student have a plan, like, yep, we're going to talk with a dermatologist, it gives them that sense of control and this kind of out-of-control world for them sometimes. So, again, just opening up that conversation, connecting them with a resource, and validating their feelings is really important. Well, this is such a serious problem. One of our hosts, hosts Sarah Main, uh, has created an entire platform called Conscious Confidence, and she is working with teens all over the world to help them with their self-esteem, to tap into those parts of themselves, you know, through what she's learned and working with children. What is it for you, advice, if we could go into this? You know, what advice can we give, especially to offset the type of behavior we've seen? Maybe Maybe perhaps we should talk about some of the behavior that's going on regarding these kids, because I know what the behavior was for me growing up. Some of this is just cruel. It is. You know, I was just talking to a student the other day who was just minding their own business in class, but another student came up and just snapped a picture on them, um, you know, not asking yeah. their consent. And then we know that, you know, when these pictures are posted, they're there for everywhere. They're there for good. And so it's a constant reminder of, of this for the student that they're struggling with acne. So, you know, it, it can turn into a bullying situation. It can be really tough for kids. And so, again, just telling, you know, validating their feelings. As adults, you know, we kind of want to say, and, you know, it's okay, you'll grow out of this you'll be fine but as you mentioned it impacted you for your life and so to those parents that just want to say ah it's no big deal I just want to tell them to make sure they're listening to their teens and you know again reaching out for help to the dermatologist is not a hard thing to do and it can give power back to that student who feels so powerless and for those teens you know setting those boundaries with social media. If something's causing them anxiety, they may not want to cut off social media altogether but what can they do? What skills can they have to be able to cope with it, be able to handle the situation? Well, the other thing let's talk about, and I think you mentioned it before, is the sciences around treatment have changed significantly since I was a a kid, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, there are are things now that uh, kids could do 
And isn't that sort of part two? Part one is, yeah, this bullying is going on. Part two, though, we have more options to treat acne now than we've ever had, right? Absolutely. And, you know, a really great resource for family is to check out the American Academy of Dermatology website, and they're at Mm -hmm. aad.org. So that is a really great place for for families to start to look for some of these resources. And another great place is uh, Cutania Life Sciences, who sponsored the survey. Um, They can check them out at cutania.com at C-U-T-A-N-E-A.com. So these are just really great resources for families and students to just kind of check out and, and know where to go. Yeah, and, you know, let me ask you this question. Um, I want to be very clear that this is really uh, more than just you and I chit-chatting about it. This is borderline abuse for some of these kids, and I think you're right. You know, um, uh, unfortunately, I guess, or fortunately for me, I had some very, very, uh, uh, should I say, in-your-face kind of uncles growing up in uh, PS14 in the Bronx in New York, And I will tell you, I learned some skills around this. But social media is a whole different animal, right? Um, What kind of advice do you have for these kids? Because they don't know what to do. Right, they don't. And, you know, sometimes they want to hide it or they, you know, feel like, I can handle this, but often they can't. And, again, so just if, if, for example, it becomes a bullying situation, what we tell kids is, you know, if something's posted that is really inappropriate that you are very concerned about is to not, you know, respond to it, but to actually take a picture of it and then bring it to the authorities. I know in Florida, bullying actually is illegal. And so if a student would have, yeah. for example, brought a post to um, a resource officer of the school or a school counselor, action must be taken. Um, sadly, we have lost quite a few kids to suicide because of social yeah. media and the impact on them. We cannot afford to lose another babe, um, another kiddo. So, you know, again, just telling these kids, we are here. Don't stand in silence. Don't deal with this on your own. Know that there's people that can help you and feel free to reach out. Well, by the way, I I believe we are now the number one state for suicides, I believe. I haven't checked the latest information. Um, But there's a reason that uh, this kind of thing is going on. Look, as a counselor, look, in the role you have, I would like you to make an appeal for your peer group, the counselors in school right now. And what would you say to them? that you've learned on how to help these kids with situations like this? You got it. I would say first and foremost, you know, as school counselors, we are not just there for the academics of our kids. We are, to me, most importantly, there for their social-emotional well-being. And it's just to be aware for our kids and be there. So, you know, a kid who may be absent from school and we may think, ah, they just don't want to come, if we look deeper, could it be that they are struggling with acne and therefore do not feel comfortable going to school? So it's taking that extra step, truly listening, taking the time, closing that door away from all the testing and and all the advising and all the other stuff that we do and truly being present for our kids because we could be the the one person um, that it's going to come to. And um, for all educators, you know, all it takes is one person to say, hey, I just want to check on you. What's going on? doesn't have to be a million, just that one person and then helping make sure that gets resources so it could make all the difference. Well, uh, before you go, let's just make sure that everybody understands the magnitude of this. 80% of all people between the ages of 11 and 30 uh, have acne outbreaks at some point. And, you know, for someone like me, having suffered as a child, you know, later years in my life, it came back. 
And so this is something that we all need to raise our level of awareness and mindness about and also the kindness that we uh, demonstrate towards people that are really struggling with this. Yeah, and one other thing to mention is, you know, with this upcoming school year for our teens, all it takes is one kind word. You know, if if yeah. you can override all of the negativity and all the bad things in our world, like with what your um, friend is doing with her website, we can make all the difference. So, again, all it takes is for us to be kind mm-hmm. to each other, know that, you know, there are resources out there, help, and make sure nobody mm-hmm. feels that they're alone. Yeah. And thank you so much. One last question. What's your personal message? And, again, give us those websites. You got it. So again, for our kids, reach out for help. There is treatment available. Contact a dermatologist if you need it. For extra resources, check out the American Academy of Dermatology website at aad.org. And if you want to know more about the survey and the sponsor of the survey, check out Cutania Life Sciences at cutania.com, C-U-T-A-N-E-A.com. And I really appreciate your time today. Thank you so much. We're going to take a short break, everyone. We'll be right back. Gifted intuitive healer and spiritual teacher, Sarah Luce, brings her unique style to the hit show, Small Steps, Big Breakthrough Radio on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Tune in each month as Sarah turns reality on end and shows us how to experience expansive results with simple yet powerful steps. Expect an enlightening bend on what you currently believe is possible. For show details and upcoming topics, visit SarahLoose.com. That's S-A-R-A-L-O-O-S.com. Let it go radio. The future awaits you. Tune in each month on Transformation Talk Radio as host Barbara Scheidegger explores the way to clarity, peace, and how to live a successful life on your terms by turning negative experiences into positive ones. Barbara's curiosity about the human experience drives her both personally and professionally. As a life coach, author, and renowned clinical hypnotherapist, Barbara knows how to move forward in a natural, organic way without side effects. If you want to grow, be sure to tune in to Let It Go Radio. To learn more, visit LetItGoHypnosis.com. Tune in to The Jen Royster Show, intuitive guidance to inspire your life, each Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific and 11 a.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. This amazing show is an inspirational hour that will take you on an epic metaphysical journey to discover the spiritual approach to life's greatest challenges. Dr. Jen is an internationally known intuitive counselor, spiritual teacher, and energy healer. Call in for intuitive readings and visit JenRoyster.com for more information. Living Lighter Radio with Jason and Patricia. We have an ecosystem approach to your life. Tune in weekly every Monday at 1 p.m. Pacific on Transformation Talk Radio as we, Jason and Patricia, discuss what's truly holding you back. We offer you the tools you need to reach your goals and at the same time be living lighter. For more information about Living Lighter, visit www.livinglighter.org. Would you like your next chapter to be free from fear and angst? Tune in to Your Next Chapter Radio, navigating through life's transitions with Shelley Ryan the fourth Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Shelley's contagious enthusiasm guides you through life's transitions deliberately, mindfully, and funnily. For Your Next Chapter Coaching or to listen, visit YourNextChapterCoaching.com or call 602-617-8351. Next! Are you traveling most of your day? Do you want to take Transformation Talk Radio with you anywhere you go? 
Well, guess what? There's an app for that. Just go to the App Store on your Apple device or the Google Play Store on your Android and search Transformation Talk Radio. Catch all of our live shows no matter where you are. Thanks for listening. Hey, everybody. I just want to say you all have heard me talk about my most recent journey down the road of MRI, contrast MRI, x-rays, reviews, second reviews, third reviews. And I'm telling you, that's why I am so happy to be talking with Dr. Badikian and Barb. Why? Here's the question Feeling moody, the problem may be in your joints. Okay, you guys, how many years have you t- have you heard me talk about this and say, if it wasn't for owning the largest positive talk radio network, Moody would be my middle name. Welcome to the show, you guys. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Well, Dr. Badiki, and sorry, I didn't mean to refer to you as you guys. I'm just a little excited about this particular topic. You sound very excited. Okay, let me start with a a question. Why, in your opinion, each of you, is this conversation probably one of the more important conversations to have that transcends age generations? Well, I think this is an important conversation to have because it's based on research. Uh, A recent survey commissioned by DePuy-Synthes looked at the moodiness and the joint pain. I uh, looked at women ages 45 to 65 and saw that there is a connection from physical limitation to emotional strain. And, you know, you probably have heard people talk about it all the time, but there is science behind it. Yep. And with having a physical limitation, we are emotionally feeling like we're not part of the team anymore. We're being excluded. Uh, we're sitting on the sidelines. We're not doing simple things like going shopping, going to church, doing the simple tasks with our families. And by being on the sidelines, we're just feeling depressed. We're feeling moody, and we don't like it. And in today's day and age, with the evolution of technology, we want to be active. We don't want to be sitting around. We want to feel young again. Yeah. Dr. Dr. Badikin, I want to ask you this. I, uh, look, I, uh, here you are. You're an orthopedic surgeon, right? Mid-America Orthopedics in Chicago. This is something you're passionate about. You clearly have dedicated your life uh, to this, whether it's uh, you going to school and just earning, working hard uh, to be called Dr. Vidikian or not. But the point is there's another aspect to this that you're also passionate about, and that has to do with the solution-based conversation, right? Absolutely. Being an orthopedic surgeon that specializes in hip and knee replacement, I can offer a solution for those who are suffering from arthritis, uh, who are not only physically impaired, but emotionally strained, and that would be joint replacements. Today's day and age, people are seeking joint replacements, less less than about age, but more so about the level of pain and immobility. So with the advances of technology compared to 20, 30 years ago, we can offer these technologies to patients at a younger age and get them back to an active lifestyle a lot sooner than we could before. Well, Barb, you're here and welcome, welcome to the show because you're like number one upfront, close and personal about what this means as somebody that has suffered through this, right? Yes. And the whole reason I'm here, the whole, the whole thing, the whole 
gist of everything is it's the best decision that I've ever made. So, you know, I was, I was struck with osteoarthritis back in my 50s and wondered what is going on. I'm not getting better. I'm just getting worse and worse and worse. Is this what getting old is like? And I was so limited. Um, my relationships were getting affected. Even my, even my relationships with my husband with intimacy was getting affected. And my relationships with my family, I couldn't babysit for the grandkids anymore because I was just so um, sitting, on, just sitting on the couch. I, I couldn't keep up with the grandkids. Even day-to-day shopping, you know, my situation was, you know, I thought, well, I could pull in here and stop and get something, and then I would just realize, oh, my goodness, I, I can't even make the steps into the store. Yeah. And I would start crying and have to go, head home. Because yeah. I, I, you know, I just couldn't do it. So my independence was leaving me, and I, I just knew I, I couldn't continue that down that road. So I went to talk to an orthopedic surgeon, talked to my doctor, and we did everything we could. But the the best option ended up being for me was uh, a double knee replacement surgery, and then the physical therapy to follow. So that's what I did, and it was really great that surgeon said, you're going to have yourself, your old self back. And, and that's what I got. Wow. You know, I just turned back the hands of time. I, I feel so much younger than I did for years going through all that knee pain. Yeah. We actually don't know what it is like to not have the pain. See, this is what's interesting. And I love this study, by the way, you know, and let's talk about the study for a minute, if we could, uh, Dr. Vidiki, and I want to talk about the results. I, I'm a researcher as well, and I know the power of some of this. You know, when we're looking at people and what they're saying they have to do to create workarounds in their life. Everything from excuses to making up stories to being absolutely depressed about not being able to participate. What did you make of some of the results of this study? Well, I found it astonishing. I mean, just to put into perspective for some of your listeners, you know, two of three respondents talked about avoiding social situations. More than half wanted to go home early from a night out with their loved ones. Nine out of ten talked about how the pain impacted their mood. They felt frustrated, limited, exhausted. They're just tired. And reading this, even though some of it seems like it's intuitive when you see patients on a day-to-day basis, seeing this in actual research, you can actually then confidently tell your patients that, yes, you have a physical limitation, but you have a reason for having an emotional strain. This physical limitation is straining you, your life, your loved ones. It is taking your independence away like Barb talked about. So even though we love talking about research, we can connect this research to our actual patients on a day-to-day basis so that we can help them fix their problem. I love, by the way, on the website, and we should give out the website, I love the infographic that is on the website. And I went through this and I looked at this and I'm hoping we'll get permission that we can share this on social media. When, when I looked at this, I thought, oh, of course, yeah, okay, wait a minute. Most important thing you're missing out, everything from family, playing with kids, and the most important thing I saw on here that we don't talk about, right, is not sleeping at night. We're just not yeah. talking about that. Yeah. There's wear and tear. You wake yeah. up tired, and there's that pain again. 
or you can't even fall asleep because of the pain. You've done everything you can, and and it happens gradually over yeah. time. And so yeah. you just keep thinking, what can I do? What can I do? What can I problem solve? Sometimes it takes sort of an epiphany kind of a moment, yeah. you know, whether it's, you know, at a rehearsal dinner for a mm-hmm. wedding and all of a sudden, oh, my goodness, I can't make it up and down those stairs because there's no railing. Mm-hmm. How embarrassing. You know, I can't even do a little thing that everybody's yeah. expecting. You know, just come down these two steps. Yeah. Um, that hits you like, wait a minute. You know, so there are things that happen that uh, kind of take your breath away and you think, okay, I've, I've just got to go. I've just got to go mm-hmm. in and do something about it. And that's why I'm here today is to tell women, you know, don't wait too long. It's really, you'll be so happy if you go ahead and get working on it, the sooner the better, really. I love it. it You know, women buck up and, you know. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Oh, I know. We're taught how to march, right? Um, But I want to make sure everybody goes to the website, time2tohitplay.com. I love this conversation, but let's get down to some basics here, too. Um, People don't really understand what causes joint pain in knees and hips, doctor. You know, we now know that autoimmune disease, I mean, I don't even remember that word 10, 10, 20 years ago, but we know it's on the rise. I want to hear from your perspective, the latest and greatest of what you're finding is causing joint pain in knees and hips. And then I guess consequently in the backs, in your back. Yeah, I mean, the most common cause that we see is osteoarthritis. It affects greater than 30 million Americans. It's a degenerative disease, so it causes wear and tear like you're talking about. And it affects all our joints, not just our hip or knees. I think the misconception is it's just going to affect one area. Well, as you get older, your body just basically breaks down. So people who have joint pain and stiffness gradually get worse as they get older. Um, But things can be done now. There is a solution. And surgery can be that solution, can be that answer people are looking for when other things have failed. You know, patients who have tried the whole gamut, like Barb, um, who've had physical therapy, injections, medications. In today's opioid epidemic, no one wants to take pain medica- narcotic pain medications anymore. So sometimes they have to pull that trigger and, and choose surgery a little bit sooner. And I'm not mm-hmm. saying it's the easiest choice. Surgery is very scary. There are risks. Your potential complications, but in Barb's case, just so like so many other people who have had surgery, they are end up being better. They've yeah. reduced their pain, they've improved their mobility, they have their lives back, they're independent again. They don't have to feel scared anymore. Yeah. And one of the things I want to talk about too, I know we got two minutes left, is the fact that in the field that I'm in, especially the behavioral side of this. We are, we are absolutely baffled as to why so, so many folks are deeply depressed and uh, why the suicide rate is through the roof. And we don't connect it. But the other thing to talk about here is that when you look at things like pain and someone's inability to function with the rest of the family, divorce rates are higher than the general population. And basically, uh, in the chronic arena, 50% of those people go through divorce. So this is really an emotional, physical uh, issue. You can't tease these two things apart. No, and that's the importance of this survey 
I think the Pew Synthes did a fabulous job of putting something like this together and make the connection. You know, even though it only looked at the women 45 to 65, I wouldn't be surprised if greater than 65 and those under 45, there is an impact of all, uh, and all those women and all those men too. I mean, wait till the research comes out on men too. I mean, wow. physical limitations can affect us significantly. And when we talk about our moods, depression, you talk about suicide rates, divorce, all of these things, it does impact us significantly. And we mm -hmm. need to have healthcare help improve in so many different areas to make the other areas that much better. Oh boy. You're going to have to come back for a full hour interview with me, doctor. Let's do this, Dr. Pat. I'm game. Barb, I'm Barb, telling so you. We, this is a topic that doesn't, we, we're getting a lot in here in these 15 minutes, but I'm telling you, you just talked about three little bullet points right there that we need to get the message out there. Barb, uh, doctor, please, one last question before they hang the phone up on me here. What's your personal message? What do you want people to know? What do you want to leave everybody with today? Barb, why don't you go first? Well, I say to women, you know, don't be afraid. Jump into it and do what you need to do because it's, it can just be the best thing that you've ever done. Um, it's so well worth it. And I know that people have told me, oh, Barb, we wait too long and you'll be so happy because you'll get your life back. And that's why I'm here, is to tell women especially that you can get your life back. Yeah. And I want to say, Dr. Pat, you know, if any of your listeners kind of connect with what we've talked about today, obviously you've got a large following. Uh, they should consult their own primary care doctors. And if they're seeking a joint replacement, they want to be possibly referred to an orthopedic surgeon to carry on that conversation. Again, it's not just about how old we are. It's in how much pain we are and how immobile we are. And, you know, just to kind of emphasize that website again, timetohitplay.com, it'll provide a lot of information for your listeners. Actually, I have already sent this to my doctors, by the way. I've already Great. sent this to folks. Thank you both for joining me here today. And I want to encourage everybody, go look at this website. Whether you're thinking, oh, I'm okay, but wait a minute. I know you know somebody that is walking around in pain. Please, let's educate ourselves and get a form. Thanks to both of you. You both rock. Thank you so much for today. The preceding audio was via a Skype call.